Welcome to Sports Spectrum, the sports and faith podcast that brings Jesus back into the conversation. Here's your host, Jason Romano. This episode of Sports Spectrum's podcast is brought to you by Compassion International, the most trusted child development ministry in the world. And Compassion's child sponsorship program is so powerful because it's church-based. It's one child at a time, two million children so far, being influenced and affected by the great work at Compassion, but it's Christ-centered. Over 150,000 children choosing to follow Jesus in the last year alone because of Compassion and people like you and I who can sponsor a child through Compassion. It's $38 a month, tax-deductible. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum, pray about it, and consider releasing a child from poverty today. Today on the podcast, we have a conversation with the middle brother of the Carr football family, Darren Carr. Of course, Darren's older brother is David Carr, who played for a decade in the NFL, the former number one overall pick in 2002 by the Houston Texans. And his younger brother, and I'm sure you've heard of him, his name is Derek Carr, and he's the quarterback of the Oakland Raiders. And this was a lot of fun talking to Darren Carr about the Carr family Uh, But even about the things that Darren has walked through in his life, he is the head coach at Bakersfield Christian High School in Bakersfield, California. And interestingly enough, his brother David is the offensive coordinator. His dad is the quarterback's coach. And his cousin Mike works on the offensive line and defensive lines on the JV and varsity team. So he's made this a family affair. And it'll be interesting to watch when Derek retires, probably in 10 years or whatever it is, if he'll come and join him as a coach. But Darren Carr was a lot of fun. If you follow him on Twitter at DCar75, you know that he has a fun personality and he's never afraid to express it. And this was a great conversation to talk about football, faith, and the family dynamic of growing up as a Carr. Take a listen to Darren Carr's story, the Bakersfield Christian High School head football coach and brother to Derek and to David Carr here on Sports Spectrum's podcast. Darren, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to diving into your journey. And let's start, I guess, as a high school football coach, the head football coach at Bakersfield Christian in California. It's almost that time as you kick off uh, another season. It's August uh, 2019. How excited are you for this year, just being a head coach now going into, I believe it's your sixth season. Am I right on that? Uh, yeah. So my fifth year here, fifth year. uh, but it, it's gone by super fast, man. It's, uh, it's crazy how fast, uh, life starts going once you reach, uh, around 28, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yes. you turn around and my son's sitting here and he's got hair on his legs and he's already shaving and it's, it's pretty crazy. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, these seasons all kind of mixed together, man, but year five, man, we're fired up. Uh, you know, you kind of, you kind of, when you first get your spot and you get your first year as a head coach, you're trying to implement everything that you've learned and, I think we did that. We set a we set a, a tone um, and a uh, a level of which we uh, we coach and what we expect from the kids, and that's uh, continued out through these five years. So it's uh, it's been really good. And coaching, and certainly playing with your brother uh, Derek, playing still currently with the Raiders. Your other brother David was in the NFL, a number one draft pick with the Texans back in the day. So playing is one thing; coaching is another. You played as well. So what is that like coming in as a coach compared to when you were a player and trying to adapt what you learn 
from a coaching position because not everybody can coach just because they played. Right. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's, and that's one thing that I, uh, I was kind of blessed, man. I mean, not kind of, but I was blessed when I first got done, um, playing football, man. Cause all you really know, you know, your defensive line stuff. That's what I did. You know, the kind of linebackers, I didn't really know too much about coverage, you know, those yeah. types of things. So my thing was I always wanted to be a coach. So you got to learn those things. or You're really going to be terrible as a coach, man. But I was blessed to, uh, 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 coach under coach Gola. Uh, we're actually playing him week one coming up here. Uh, but I, I worked under him for, I believe seven, eight years. Uh, the man knows everything about everything. And it was an absolute blessing to learn and just kind of see where I got to get to. If I want to be a head coach, you know, you got to know what everybody does. And that was a, uh, a major blessing for me and kind of catapulted me. And, you know, you learn, you learn your basic stuff from that and, you kind of go from there, but it's a lot different, man. You know, I'm sure, I think the head coach and the quarterback in the NFL are probably the only ones that know every position, you know, and yeah. should, yeah. um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a long journey, man, but uh, happy to be here. Yep. Now you've been around the highest levels of play, obviously watching your brothers and you playing in college. And certainly when it comes to coaching, I wonder for you, how do you navigate sort of being in an NFL family with your brothers and certainly yourself and the knowledge that you have, but kind of bringing that down from a, the highest level of competition to making sense to a 16-year-old kid. How does, how does that work for you in terms of navigating that? Because I'm sure your mind is maybe, you know, going through the motions of, okay, I, why don't they just get that? And still you're remembering <laughs> their 16-year-old kids. Yeah. Uh, number one, man, when I was coaching at BHS, my, my buddy that we have uh, on staff now, we were, we were coaching junior high football. Well, I went from varsity practice to junior high football and yeah. it was uh it, it, it'll wear on you man like like why don't you understand like get your hands on your guy and run your feet and they just it doesn't comprehend man so it's a challenge though you know it's uh it's a good challenge um but what's fun is uh with our guys if you ever get to talk to one of our guys uh now is we have certain levels um, and so while we're coaching, we'll be like, yeah, do this, do this, this, that's level 28 on the hundred scale. Can you handle it? Mm. So you got to check for, you know, if they understand or whatnot, or we'll go to level hundred if you really want to know. Like, so we start at the basic, man, you have to do basics. That's what it's all about. And then you kind of add on from there. It's not like college where we have these guys for hours upon hours a day, you know, <laughs> and that's all they do. I mean, these guys, they're out there trying to get their driver's license and girlfriends and all that stuff. So you got to make sure the technique and the, and the small things are, are intertwined into all you do. And then you can work on everything else after that. And that was one major thing for, uh, for my brother, David. Um, cause he never coached before he's been, he played at the highest level, played for a decade in the NFL. Yeah. Um, so when we had our first, uh, offensive meeting when I was the head coach, he went up there with his PowerPoint. It was all great. And he went 2000 miles an hour, man. And these <laughs> kids, I could see the smoke in their ears start smoking out, man. And it was, uh, it was, he knew what he was talking about. Just the kids were just like, Oh, okay. We got a lot of questions. Uh, but he's gotten a lot better, but yeah, that's, that's the fine line you got to find. Well, your whole, a lot of your family is a part of this. You, we caught, we talked about this before we started taping, but it's a family affair because David, David's there with you. You have your dad on staff, a cousin, what is it like to have the family be a part of coaching? Because it's easy to say it's all great and dandy, but what happens when you guys disagree and you're the one in charge and kind of, you know, walk, walking through that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, my cousin, Mike, we played football together in high school, man. We're, we're best friends, man. And, you know, my brother I've known since you know, I was born and then my dad, <laughs> the one who raised me. So yeah. um, I think it's, it's, a, it's a mutual respect 
it's not me walking around with my high hat and my high horse and saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. Although I do do that, they back me up. And if there are disagreements, which we have, we've had, uh, at the end of the day, yeah, I can't be too proud. You know, uh, yeah. they can't be too proud. Um, I think maybe one or two times that's happened in four years. And uh, we kind of laugh about it now. But we all want the same thing. We all want to win games. We all want these kids to succeed. We all want these kids to do well. You know, we all want the same thing. It's just different looks. And it's good. It, it really is good. I think I heard one, I read it in a book somewhere that Bill Belichick doesn't want guys that disagree with him every five seconds, you know, get guys that disagree with you, get guys that, you know, you don't want that guy either, but you want a guy that kind of looks at it from a different perspective, you know? Um, And we've, uh, (laughs) me and my brother tell a story. We were, we were beating a team. uh, I think it was like 45, nothing at halftime, something like that. Mm. It was to me, every, every possession matters. I don't look at the scoreboard. So I kind of get lost. It's just the head coach, you know? So we're going down, we got 12 seconds left. Uh, you can't spike the ball in high school, right? You can't catch it and spike it and stop the clock. It's incomplete pass. Right. So my brother's yelling, spike it, spike it, spike it. I'm (laughs) like, bro, you can't, you can't. So anyways, he walks up there and spikes the ball. We get a penalty. It takes us out of field goal range. We snap the ball through a slant, whatever. Don't get any points to me it's going to come back and bite us in the butt to him. It's like 45, nothing, bro. Calm down. So we kind of, <laughs> we kind of went out a little bit, uh, going into halftime. <laughs> Kids got kind of a kick out of it. They were, yeah. So we laugh about it now and we haven't had a problem in two years. So I think that was probably the one that was, uh, most fun, I guess, but it happens, man. You know, it's whatever. Darren Carr is our guest here on sports spectrums podcast. Darren, what's your earliest memories of being around the game of football as a kid obviously we know a lot about both your brothers and their memories and growing up but what's your earliest memory being a part of the car family growing up and my earliest man was uh let's see probably probably sneaking on to fresno state jumping the fence and uh we lived in fresno for a little short while and uh my, my dad we just lived straight down the street from fresno state man and my dad's trying to you know get some dreams in the hearts of his kids so he takes us to bulldog stadium and we're jumping fences and going across barbed wire fences and he's sneaking us in areas. And that, that was probably the most fun. I actually have a scar on my wrist. Uh, I got covered by a tattoo now, but I have a scar where I, I ripped my rip, my wrist up on a barbed wire fence at Bulldog stadium. So, um, that's the earliest memory I got, you know, and going on the field and, uh, hoping guys wouldn't catch us out there, but running around out there and catching balls. And, uh, there was one time we went to practice field and, uh, they left the, the tackling dummies out there and that was hog heaven for me, man. So I'm out there drilling a, a college bag and, uh, yeah, earliest memories was that man. Then end up Dave going to Fresno and Derek going to Fresno and, uh, missed my chance, play at university of Houston, man. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, definitely that man being, being, a, being a bulldog at a, at a young age, that was, that was a blast. Now, David was born in 1979. Derek was yep. born in 1991 and somewhere in the middle comes Darren Carr. What yeah. were some of the challenges for you being the middle child growing up in that household? Just being the middle brother. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you kind of know, man, if you're the middle brother, you kind of, it's kind of a, uh, kind of a thing, man. If you're a middle brother, you don't even have to talk about it. Uh, no, man, it was, it was fun, man. I was, uh, I was the one that was, uh, uh, always eating everybody's food and, uh, <laughs> making a mess and always getting in trouble the most. And, you know, cause the first one you kind of, you know, you just kind of, you're easy with him. You're not right, quite sure. You know, you kind of, you kind of careful with him. The middle one, you're just kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, you know, you kind of this and that. And the middle child, or, or the, the the youngest child, like Derek, man, I don't think he ever got in trouble. 
it was right. uh yeah. that was mom's baby man so i was kind of i was kind of in between you know what i mean uh <laughs> but it, it was fun man it was fun having a, a brother to grow up with man that you're not you know you're three years younger uh you did everything together you got to watch him make mistakes i know i said i got in trouble a lot but got to watch him make mistakes and swore i'd never make those mistakes because i don't want dad to attack me and mm. and beat me down and those types of things man but uh it was fun, man. We we had a good time. Very competitive. Uh, I can't remember a day where, uh, when video games and Madden was big, where me and Dave weren't sitting down on the on the remotes and and battling it out, man. And then little Derek comes along, and now he's probably better than both of us. Um, mm. So it's just it was just fun, man. It was very competitive uh, growing up for sure. Now, if you watch the cars, certainly on social media, but really just in watching. Uh, David and, and Derek's walks in the NFL, you know, faith is a big part of their lives. I'm sure it's a big part of yours as well. I know it's a big part of yours. So tell us about where that faith began to take shape for you, maybe growing up. And then there's a moment where we all have to make that faith our own. Tell us about that. Yeah. Um, so mine, I always grew up in the, in a, in a Christ filled household, man. I always, you know, I was one of those kids that would walk around the house like, where's dad or where's mom? And you go in the room and they're on their knees praying or, you know, I'd get up early and see my dad uh, sitting by the by the table with his lamp on, with his glasses on, reading his Bible before he goes off to work. You know, yeah. and um, it, I mean, we weren't perfect by any means of the, you know, but uh, you, you see those things, you're like, okay, I want to be like that. My dad's a great guy. He treats people well. He he works hard. He brings in money for his household. He we have cars. We have these things, and maybe that's why it is. He doesn't, you know, he treats my mom right. You know, those types of things, and never has a crossword with us. So, um, you just kind of see those things growing up. Um, my grandfather, David Joyner, um, wish, uh, more people knew about him. Uh, mm. phenomenal, phenomenal man. Uh, loved him very much. He passed away, um, probably a decade now, um, since we moved back to Bakersfield. Um, but he was a pastor here at the church we grew up in, uh, for 35, 40 years. Um, just watching him, how he, you know, his integrity, the way he treated people, the way he ran his, his church and, um, the way he was always humble and, and gracious to people and, you know, those types of things. I, w- I wanted to be that, you know, yeah. um, anything, anything else was like, I don't know why you'd want to be something else. You know, I don't want it why you want to be crooked or a liar or those types of things. And, um, but just having that in my household and having those men as, as, uh, role models was, uh, was huge for me. And I remember the first time I gave my life to Christ, man, I kind of denied it a little bit. You know, you get that feeling you're sitting in the pews at, I think I was probably nine years old and yeah. I'm looking up there and watching those people laying down and at the altars and everything. And I had a, had a man turn around, look at me for just whatever reason. We made eye contact and he, he waved me up. Uh, just one of the elders in our church. Um, I kind of resisted for a second. He went back to praying. He turned back around and said, come here. <laughs> so I was always a little hard headed. Uh, so I finally walked up there and kind of led me there and, you know, uh, the rest is history, man. But, uh, yeah, that's, it's been great. great. Yeah. Tell me about your grandfather a little bit. You said you wish more people knew about him. Tell me about the influence he had on you and even how that influences you today. Because my grandfather is the greatest influence on my life. So I can really relate there. Tell me about your grandfather. Yeah, well, we have a uh, – well, first I, I wanted to um, – when I first got my head coaching job at BCHS, man, I wanted to make an award kind of in his memory. And it's our uh, it's our award um, that comes from me and my dad. And we kind of get my mom and my brothers and – Obviously, my grandmother's, his wife, uh, their input on who who they think is is worthy of it. It's just a, it's an award for integrity. You know, it could we've had guys win it just on uh, just little things. You know, just being great human beings. You know, uh, having great integrity, 
picking up mm-hmm. stuff at practice, doing things. Like I, I asked the teachers at school to just send me good stories. Cause a lot of, a lot of stuff we just get as negative as coaches, you know, send me great stories about our players and we kind of go off of that and we give the award at the end. But uh, that award, that award is going to a kid that just is high in integrity and uh, a faithful man, a, a good, a good Christian kid. I know it's hard as 16 year old kids, you know, to, uh, to yeah. stay and keep their heads on straight, but a very mature kid. Um, uh, but my grandfather, man, a great man of God. Again, he was uh, very faithful uh, to his wife. He was uh, he was detailed. Um, he would get up in the morning at 4 a.m. or whenever God woke him up, he'd go down and I'd catch him many times praying in the corner, praying in his in his office, and um, I'd go on there and sit with him. And he's working on a sermon and just just a man of integrity, man. Just a very loving guy, a great sense of humor, man. I think that's where we all kind of got our our sense of humor from he's just a phenomenal uh jokester uh mm-hmm. but just a, just a good dude man i mean you just think about the best person in your life and i mean he's that you know he's just uh just kind of the way you think christ would be you know um yeah. went, a, went a little too early for us we don't understand it man we don't have to understand it man but i know he'd be having a ball right now if he was down here but i'm sure he's having more fun than us anyways <laughs> i mean that's the young that's the young goal in a lot of ways right as believers that's it so. man yep yeah. Darren Carr is our guest here on Sports Spectrum. Darren, at what point did coaching become something you realized God had in store for you? When did the coaching sort of uh, thing start to come into focus for you uh, after you finished your career? Right. Well, it actually was kind of during um, – while I was playing, man, I would always catch myself uh, coaching my teammates. You know, <laughs> um, I would always – like we'd get the play, we'd get the call in. I would literally check every play if my guy next to me knew what he was doing. Like, bro, what gap are you going into? What are we doing right here? What down is it? Like, I would – I'd catch myself doing that. You know, just – it wasn't something that I planned. It was just something that I just felt in my heart. If he knew what he was doing, and I knew what I was doing, at least yeah. there's two guys that know exactly what they're doing, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's where I kind of got the, the 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 feeling that I kind of wanted – that was something that I wanted to do, you know? Um, and then it's it's the best thing next to playing football. You know, it's uh, if, if football is a big part of your life, if you know, and you can't play until you're, you know, 90 years old, you can at least coach until you're 70. You know, mm-hmm. you can always be around it and, and be with the kids. And that was one of the main things, too. I've always had a passion for for young men, you know, um, just just men in general, just the, just the kids, man. They're just it's a blank canvas. You don't know where they come from, what their home life is like. You don't know where they, you know, what the things they've been through, you know, and if we can reach out and show these guys love and show these guys how to work hard and be tough oriented men, be godly men and put guys around them um, to kind of show them a way, you know, their dads could have been the worst in the world and they get around our coaches and they get around me and they get around uh, coach pop, you know, um, and they can be an influence on their lives. And that's a, that's a win for us, man. That's more better than any, you know, any wins or championships we can win. Um, but I just, just always had a passion for, um, just kids and coaching and just, just football in general, man. So hmm. next best thing is, is coaching it up. You know what I mean? What does daily disciplines look like for you, Darren, as you go about staying connected to God each day, maybe some yep. stuff that you did since you were in high school or in college, but what is, what are that daily disciplines look like for you? Uh, every day, man. Uh, from as long as I can remember, man, probably, probably been about 10 years now, man, since we moved back. My, my, I don't want to say routine, but my routine, man, is I go straight to my knees in the morning, um, yeah. roll out of bed. I don't have, I don't really have a lot of room on my side, so uh, <laughs> probably got to pull the bed out a little bit. I'm getting a little older, uh, <laughs> but uh, I go straight to my knees, and that's the first thing I do when I get up. Um, 
you know, before I check my phone and do those types of things and just thank him for another day, you know, blessing the day. It's the day the Lord has made. Um, yeah. and just kind of be with us and protect my family and those types of things and go throughout my day. And then after I get done with that, um, me and my son just watched a, a video on Billy Graham this morning. Yeah. Um, phenomenal, you know, he's old school. Uh, not a lot of people still know about him. Uh, but I have that, I have my devotional from Billy Graham that I have on my phone. I have my my Bible I have, man. Um, mm. on, on a practice day, I'll roll out of bed, go to my knees, get my coffee and all this stuff, and I get to work early, and I'll read my Bible there, you know, before the kids come in. Um, but, yeah, you got to make sure you get it in for sure. It's like food, you know. Tell me about the car women, your wife, your wife, <laughs> the, the yeah. you know, Derek and David's wives, your mom. I mean, those are the unsung heroes, and uh, I got to imagine that they are a huge part in all the success that you guys have had. Yeah, my wife is a very supportive uh, young woman, and I, I appreciate her very much. Has high school sweethearts, actually, man. We were uh, there you go. We dated since I was a uh, junior, and she was a sophomore. So uh, all the way through high school and those types of things, man. And she was always very supportive. Came to every game that I ever had, and um, it was uh, you could just tell she's got a, she's got a sweetheart. She got a sweetheart for for the players that we have on our team. Um, she loves to do things for them. She just enjoys the whole atmosphere of uh, helping kids, you know, become men. Um, she does all of our signs in the locker room. She does all of our sayings. She'll she'll do all kinds of stuff, man. But she's she's phenomenal. I love her very much. And Melody's uh, great at throwing parties and being supportive of uh, <laughs> of our kids and uh, you know letting uh, letting her husband come hang out with me, even though he's retired, you know, for <laughs> hours on end. And yeah. um, and Heather, man, she's great too. She's been great for Derek. Uh, saved his life basically you can look more into that man it's all over youtube but yeah she was definitely a big part of uh pulling him back to christ man and, and doing the right thing but she's great all the kids are great my mom you know started the whole thing so uh <laughs> she's great too she's she, there's still, still some things that she doesn't understand about football which kind of shocks us when we watch <laughs> it so we can really kind of mess with her like oh my gosh uh can you believe that flag it's like 25 you can mess with her man she'll yeah. believe it she'll 100 percent believe it That's um awesome. But yeah, she's got three kids in football and she still gets uh, duped sometimes, but very supportive, loves her family, loves her kids, man, that's for sure. Is it hard for you to watch Derek as the one who's still playing currently and not be that overly protective big brother of his, you know, is that hard for you? It's, uh, it's to me, I'm more of on the, the on edge, I guess, car brother. I like to <laughs> take yeah. care of things physically if I can. So when <laughs> yeah. David played, uh, when when Derek plays, I'm like, man, can I can I get back into it? Can I go help him? Like, no, I'm 37. It's not going to work. Right. Uh, but I want to go out there and just help any way I can. I just want to go out there and help, man. And uh, best way you can do that is just pray and and do those types of things and be there for him when they have bad games and good games. And after any game he ever has, I always tell him that they're the best. You know, you guys are the best in in the league, and there's nothing else to it. And that's my belief. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, but it's hard, man. It's hard when you when you when you see a guy. And you know what he's about, and the perception is something else. You know, it doesn't matter, but at the same time, you're a brother, and you're just like, you got to do something, I guess. <laughs> right. You know, and that, that was kind of my thought process back in, you know, back in the day, man. And now I, I try and I try and pull back a little bit, let God handle it. You know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it, it's difficult, but it's fun, man. It's a blessing. You know, you, don't, you know, nobody else can turn on their TV and watch their brother play for the Raiders. So it's, it's pretty cool. Well, it's hard too, because I can't imagine if my brother was playing in the NFL and I had all these 
people, especially in social media world, saying things, good, bad, or indifferent, and the bad ones are the ones that stick out the most. You just want to go back at them. And then you start reading scripture and you're like, oh, I got to pray for my enemies. What are you talking about, God? So what has that been like? Is that the hardest part? It is. Yeah. And I, I fall short. My, my thing is too, man, I'm like, if I don't stay quiet, you know, at a certain point, you know, things are just going to get kind of blown up. So I'm sure. at least going to go in there and take some bullets for him. You know, you can't just sit back and just stay completely quiet. I mean, you can if you want to, but that's just not, not me, you know, um, I'll put my two cents in and then I'll kind of leave it at that. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's tough, uh, but it's a blessing at the same time, man. You know? Yeah. Last couple questions here with Darren Carr on the podcast. Let's look at what you're learning right now, who you're learning from. You mentioned the Billy Graham video that you watched this morning with your with your son. So let's start with reading, watching, and listening. What are you reading right now or what have you read in the last few months or so that's really stuck out to you? You know, what's funny is uh, I, I battled a little depression about probably a decade or more, more than a decade ago uh, when I got done playing football and I realized that that is not going to be a thing for me anymore. Right. Um, and I, my, my mom uh, gave me a book uh, from Joyce Meyer called the battlefield of the mind. Um, yeah. And that, that really helped me uh, a whole lot, you know, that, and also reading the Bible and the scriptures that go along with it. Um, but that Bible or that, 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 that book actually came back to me, you know, you kind of forget about things. Yeah. Um, but we've had a couple kids in the last couple of years um, battling the same kind of type deal. Um, so it's funny how you kind of go through things to help kids out that you're with now. Um, but that book's kind of come back towards me. I'm, I'm reading that one on my, on my, uh, on my iPhone again, um, to help those kids. It's been a blessing to them too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a book I read. Um, obviously the Bible I read every morning. Um, I listen to a lot of, uh, Billy Graham and John Hagee and those guys that are more of the old school type. I guess that's kind of how my, my grandfather was, yeah. um, kind of listen to those guys and take what they learn. And, um, yeah, that's, uh, I'd say those, those three right there, those four, it's kind of what I do. Yep. How about what you're watching? And it doesn't even have to be, you know, Christian or faith-based, but maybe it's a show or something that you've seen that you've been watching lately. Oh yeah. Honestly, uh, the office is, uh, hilarious. <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, yeah. we binge watch that thing around here, man. It's, uh, it's just funny stuff, man. You know, it probably would be, uh, taken off the air nowadays. Uh, <laughs> but they're not, you know, they're not very politically correct, but it's, uh, it's funny stuff, no. man. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah. That and Michael Scott, right? He's the absolute Michael Scott. Best. <laughs> He's something else, man. He's something else. Yeah. We were, my uh-huh. wife or my, my son and me were watching the episode today. It was, uh, it's good to start your day off with a laugh. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's only yeah. 20 minutes or so when you don't yeah, have to worry man. about commercials. It's perfect. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Darren, thanks so much for being here, man. Last question for you. What is God teaching you today? What are you learning from the Lord today where he has you now, as opposed to last week, last year, 10 years ago, what is God teaching you right now? I think it's just a, I kind of been in the mode of just trusting him. You know, uh, because I'm in a good spot. I'm in a type of spot where I could be for the next 30 years and retire. You know, Um, as my kids get older, I got two girls in high school. I got a son in eighth grade. So having those kids. Yeah. Freshman. I don't know if you heard that. (laughs) I did hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's kind of like me. She's a lot going. Uh, But just those things, man. Uh, Worrying about your kids, you know, their futures, college, financial, those types of things. And it was just kind of laid on my heart, like, hey, man, calm down. I've brought you this far, right? I've brought you from the point where you were, 
you had three kids, you're working two jobs, you're going to school, you're coaching, you had $20 in the bank. I brought you from that to where you're at now. Just, just understand how much more I'll do for your kids, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of been, that's just really been on my heart, you know, and I'm kind of getting teared up right now. And, um, but it's true, you know, if you just trust him, man, he'll put you in a spot where you really rely on him. And if you really trust him, you really go after him and you seek him, um, you don't have much to worry about. It may look a certain way on the outside, but guys got it all planned out, man. You just got to trust him and go towards it, you know? Yeah, and you mentioned tearing up. I mean, kids yeah. do that to us, don't they? I have a daughter. She's in high school. And it's like I never cried until I had her. Well, and the best part is, man, I'm going. So it's my, my niece's uh, birthday today. And she's what, eight? Is that what she is? Eight? Okay. So I'm going through her baby photos and I'm just tearing up because I see my kids and that, you know, they're, yeah. you know, six years ago and their little baby face and she'll be, I'm just like, Oh my gosh. And I got white hair now. And it's just, <laughs> it's something else, man. It's, it, it's, it's a blessing though. They're still here. So it's, it's a blessing. Absolutely. Darren, this has been great, man. Thanks for being here on the show. Wish you nothing but the best for a great 2019 season and let's do it again. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Many thanks to Darren Carr for being here on sports spectrum. He is a lot of fun and we're grateful to have him. It'll be fun to watch to see how he does this year, and certainly to see how his brother does, both brothers actually, one helping him coach uh, at Bakersfield Christian High School in David. Of course, David also on the NFL Network, and you can see his work there as a broadcaster. And then Derek, in his final year in Oakland, and I say that only because they're moving to Las Vegas next year, the Raiders, but it'll be a lot of fun to watch the Raiders in 2019. They have a lot of expectations on this team. A lot of good players came over uh, from other places, and John Gruden has uh, done his best to make the Raiders a uh, competitive team there this year, and it'll be interesting to watch and see how Oakland does in 2019. Many thanks to Darren, and many thanks to Compassion International for sponsoring this podcast. $38 a month, tax-deductible, food, education, medical care, vocational training, all done in Jesus' name. For more information about how you can release a child from poverty, go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. You'll see a list of children there. Pray about it. Talk about it with your family. And then consider releasing a child from poverty today. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sports Spectrum. We love it when you reach out to us directly, whether it's through social media or emailing me or any other way that you'd like to reach us here at Sports Spectrum. You can go to our Twitter page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page. You can DM us, like, reply, comment, whatever you want to do there. You can also email me, jason at sportspectrum.com, jason at sportspectrum.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on Darren Carr or anything else that you think might pertain to the intersection of sports and faith in Christ here at Sports Spectrum. And lastly, we want to direct you to our website, sportsspectrum.com. That's where all of our content can be found. Daily devotionals, this podcast, and articles all day long on the intersection of sports and faith. Go to sportsspectrum.com and check it out today. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time with a brand new episode. Sports Spectrum's podcast. Have a great rest of your day.